Hey, welcome to the, welcome to the Kayak Bass Nation. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. Happy Monday. What's up, Ryan? Living the dream, buddy. I'm back here in my home away from home, Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee. You're making money after you've been making money. Making yeah, money in your yeah. real real job up there. I like it. Good deal. Yeah, man. It's a gift that keeps on giving, man. Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, you going to go take it, partake in the community after we're done here or what? Get you something to eat? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I've got to go see my, I got to go see my title. I got to go see my title sponsor Twin Peaks. Uh, oh, here, okay. Yeah, here yeah. a little bit, make sure everything's yeah, still cold. Up. Yeah. All right. Well, it was a, it was a busy weekend, man. A uh, couple tournaments back to back over in one of the Carolinas. Where's like Murray at? South Carolina, North Carolina. I was getting confused. It's on the east know. coast. I don't know nothing about either well, one of the Carolinas except well, Vinny, <laughs> Vinny, and them run around. That's all I know. All right, we'll we'll have uh, we'll have Cody clear that up for us. But Cody dominated the weekend. We're gonna have him on here in just a minute, uh, and, and then uh, the Texas Kayak Championships. They had their second big tournament, big money tournament over in Texas. That that happened. That went down as well. But uh, yeah, and, and before we get Cody on, shout out to How'd the that guy. That, oh, let's see. I got it pulled up here. I'll bring it up for you. If I can remember how to do it, I'll pull it up for us. How about that? There we go. All right. Yeah. Uh, Clayton Swafford won that one over in Texas. Okay. But big Congrats, stick, Brian man. Howe. Big stick, Brian Howe in second place. I've heard that name before. Yeah. Big stick. And then uh, Scott, Matt Scotch, Matt Fleck, Guillermo, a couple more names you know in the top 10. So nice. Surprise, surprise. Right. And then. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, before we get Cody on, we talked about having this guy on. I'm not familiar with his name, but Rick. Yeah, I can't pronounce his name. Garvelia? Garvelia? I don't know. I like Rick Garavalia. Garavalia. He won day one over there on Lake Murray. Uh, so good. Shout out to you, Rick. Heck of a first day. Uh, 92 and three quarter inches for you. And then uh, Matt Conant, national champ, second place. And honestly, we. Well, did did Connick get second place on both days? Both days. Yeah, he went back to back, second place. I think he so, did. Uh, yeah, he did. Let's see. That's, I got that. That's pretty impressive. Too. That's pretty impressive. He did. He went to ninety-two inches and eighty-seven inches back to back, second place both days. That's How about awesome. that? The Northeast. That's, awesome. that's hey, consistency, buddy. That's it. Yeah, and shout out to them. I mean that. You know, last year KBF came out the gates kind of struggling with numbers. They had two huge tournaments, you know, back to back days, 150 and 128, I think. So yeah, yep, something's going on. on. Come we'll ask, up, son. Yeah, maybe we can ask Cody what the what's changed or what happened because something's changed. Maybe it's less is more, less tournaments. I don't know. I th I mean, I think that was a lot of it. You can't you can't have 60 tournaments and expect you know 100 plus to show at all of them. So I, I definitely think narrowing that down is going to help people kind of make their schedule. You know, every year. Yeah. I'm in yeah. Knoxville, Joey Randall. Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee. Well, let's uh, take a quick break and get Cody in here. Enough beating around the bush. What do you say? Do it. All right. Do it, do it, do it. KBN Live is brought to you by Western Sun Vodka. Western Sun Vodka is a 10 times distilled, award-winning, gluten-free vodka. They're independently owned and crafted in Pilot Point, Texas. Cody Milton, what's up, man? How's it going? All right, all right. Thanks for uh, taking your time. I know you probably wore out from a long weekend and, and drive home. You're all the way back home now, right? I got back about 45 minutes ago. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right on time. Hey, right on time. already ate two pounds of crawfish when I got back and ready to go. What? Yeah. Those fresh Arkansas crawfish? The, my, the, my girlfriend was in Baton Rouge all weekend, so oh. we got the, we got the Louisiana got Cajun crawfish this time. I thought he was digging the out the, up, the, huh? the, the, white, the White River crawls. That's how them browns get so big. <laughs> no, not this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, man. So what, what what happened? Tell us about the weekend. I mean, day one, what did what was your day one total? I think I had eighty six, eighty seven, something like that. I finished fourth. I'm uh, I think at eighty seven ish or so. But um man, it was kinda weird. Like I got there late Tuesday and uh I didn't catch a bot and like, literally didn't land a bass on Wednesday or Thursday. Um which seemed pretty typical. I mean, everybody you ran into in the boats, like, didn't catch a thing, you know. And I was like, well, I guess I'm either going to the dam or the dam. So I went to one of them. And, um, yeah, it was, like, first morning, like, Josh Stewart and I launched. And, like, first 10 minutes, I land a 23-incher on a Ned rig. And, like, an hour later, Josh catches a 25 and three-quarter. And I was like, eh, probably something to this. So we kind of dug into that and like caught what? a lot of fish, but we really didn't catch any more big ones. You know, in the first day we didn't catch any big ones. Like I think I might have had a nineteen and a half, and like in you did know, you just say twenty five and three quarter? <laughs> he caught a lot bigger fish than I did. He's he's holding it back. He's letting mine steam, but he's bringing it. Okay, he's got he's got he's got picks for proof. Then, huh? He does. He does. Yep. Yep. So I, I was telling Cody before he came on that uh, he he's I guess Josh even more so making the case to not have that twenty six inch board in your boat. Right. I mean, I like the the first. I've got a picture oh like sw- like paddling up to him, and it looks like the fish just swallows the entire board, like entire catch board. It's pretty That's cool. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And that was in pre-fishing. That was on Friday, yeah. And it yeah. was like I think Josh had landed like one fish in two days or something. Like it was it was brutal. Like, but we finally kinda got in an area that had some fish in it and kinda made it happen. I'd say. Mm-hmm. I'd say. Hey, we got the number one comment so far in all caps. Is that a freaking haircut, Cody Milton? It we're, is, getting, yeah. we're getting used to the long locks. What happened? You know, I just decided to clean, you know, clean it up a little bit, go the clean cut route and see how that would take me for a little while. I got you. Worked it's out. Kind of, yeah, it did. <laughs> You're getting mistaken did, for Jordan Marshall too many times. <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, honestly, I cut it like two days after I got back from Kissimmee. I was like, dude, I'm just done with this. I'm just so here. And so that's how it went down. <laughs> I got you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Had to change something. So I guess it was the right decision. Yeah. Mojo. I like mm-hmm. it. My apologies. Earlier, I shared our our link to this, and I think are you related to some L rods? Because I saw, I guess it might have been your mom and your aunt liking yeah. the status about the best links of kayak. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my 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 bad. My apologies. Am, yeah. it's my it's my mom's maiden name. Yeah, <laughs> I got that's the kayak cushion guy. He that's Brandon right. L rod. Y'all probably long lost cousins or something. Could be, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, plains of Arkansas, <laughs> right on the Mississippi River. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Yeah. Well, well, tell us a little bit about. You said you, you know, you didn't tear them up pre-fishing day one. What, what did you stumble onto to make it happen? So, I mean, I, I kind of, you know, found a little something Friday, but um, I don't know. I probably made a little bit of a mistake. I was just, you know, I, I don't know. I was just like, man, I'm gonna catch some fish, and I just, I threw a shaky head and a Ned rig for like the first, you know, probably hour for. Yeah, you know, I was just like, I'm gonna catch a limit, and I, you know, I did, and um, I don't know, kind of lo and behold, like I felt like it was probably better to do that later in the day, and like, you know, throw throw those bigger spinner baits in the morning, and. I don't know. I kind of did like the opposite the first day. Like I like caught a limit and then like went big throwing like a one ounce and three quarter ounce spinner bait, you know, in the afternoon. But the first day I just reversed the script and it was just like night and day difference. Like got some bigger ones to fire early in the morning. And then as the day went on, like I could fish some of those piles off the river and some of those brush piles and catch them on like a shaky head and a Ned rig. Nice. So I'm starting to like the Ned Rig. I actually stopped at Bass Pro Shop and got some more for Broken Bow. So. Really? Okay. Yeah. Dude. Turns bow. out they're not that bad. Dude, it turns out they'll eat it when they don't eat other things. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's a so it was like the last 22 and a half, like I'd throw, like, I'd, I'd caught a couple 17s in that same little eddy or in, in uh, like on Saturday. And like I throw in there with a shaky head, jump off like a five pounder and uh, like, you know, throw in there a lot more, don't catch anything. And then I'd like go to the other side, you know, stay over there for 20 or 30 minutes. And I go back over there, throw a shaky head in the same pile, nothing. And I throw a Ned rig and caught that like seven pounder at 22 and a half or whatever. <laughs> and I was like on seven pound line, seven pound gamma. So 
It was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Those what was your big fish? What did you catch your big fish on? It was like a 20, 20 million 20, inch fish or whatever. Yeah, it was 25 inches. <laughs> Is that a, don't say that was on the net, too. No, a one ounce spinner boat. Yeah. All right. One ounce river special. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw the, uh, the pick of that. You could see everything, mm-hmm. everything laying in the floor of your boat. You had yeah. Busted, busted up spinner bait, a little bit of, a little bit of river trash laying around. Some fire crawl, you name it, everything. Yeah. Yep. Let's see. See if I can pull that thing up. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's a good that kicker. Was, That's a good kicker if you yeah. have one. Right. Yeah. It was pretty good. It was a good one. Um, yeah, there she is. Is that, the, is that the bait right there? There it is. Laying, laying over there on the side? It is, wow. yeah. That's it over on the left. The yep. juice. Yep. Gosh. Mondo. Mm-hmm. It that, like barely beat my one uh, that night tournament in Arkansas. I had like a twenty-four and three-quarter. I like, remember that four years ago. Freaking yeah, Bella Vista, wasn't it? Yeah, dude, one of those tiny lakes. It was like a ten. It was like a ten twelve or something like that. I weighed that one, but I didn't. I didn't get to weigh this last one. So, and yeah, Ryan, for, for, for reference, Bella Vista lakes are well known for having nothing a million like, <laughs> yeah. 10 inch bass all over the lake but yep. no you know the, then the occasional big and they stock it some of those was it the lake they stopped with trout yeah no, i was that? i was on the trout lake yeah, okay. it was Brittany yeah, yeah. or whatever yeah yeah nice yep. catching the biggins in the clutch mm-hmm. oh, boy. it's crazy that is crazy <laughs> so what'd you do from day one to day two did you make any kind of adjustment uh, Man, the, the, so it's kind of like you know it was one of those things it was like the first day, you know, I did fish slower, but I also just kind of like, let, like kind of, you know, led the charge, like went down first, you know, and hit, hit everything first. And then it was like that second day, like, you know, I did well doing that. You know, it like seemed like a lot of other people, you know, rushed down. And it was like, I just kind of held up the first day and like fished. I fished slower, but at the same time was throwing faster baits. You know, like I fished the areas I kind of knew there was fish in and just fished them with faster baits. Um, that, and like, I really didn't throw a three quarter ounce and a one ounce spinner bait that first day. Um, I played around a lot more with like a chatter bait and like a jig and stuff. Um, but now that little, that like holding that three quarter ounce spinner bait down those banks was, was the key. They were, cause a lot of those banks you'd find were like, you know, pretty cut at like nine foot and there'd be a ton of wood under them, but it's hard to get a bait down nine foot right on the bank, you know? And it was just like, the best way to do it was just drift a spinnerbait down the bank. And it was like things would just shoot out and they'd just like take it out into the river. It was cool. It was pretty fun. Like every one of them ate it like a striper. Like as I was catching a lot of stripers too. And I was like, everyone you thought was a striper and they wouldn't jump because it was so cold. So like I like thoroughly thought I had a striper when I caught that 25 incher, but it wasn't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it's crazy, yeah. man. Yep. That's awesome. No, no little soft, soft bites. They were all. No, dude, they would slam it and just run. Like it was cool. It was really cool. Trying to look in the comments here. Um, Um, Mel Ash sent me a selfie. Um, Everett is Everett is making his triumphant return to KBN. I think this is his third visit to the page tonight. Supporting you. So welcome back. Thank you for coming. Yeah, welcome. Loved your outfit. Sweatpants, Crocs, and the oldest frontier on earth. <laughs> yeah. Quote. That's right. Whatever works. That's the key, right? Whatever works. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I had some people thinking I was in like a prototype boat, and I was like, no, nah, that's from 2012. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback prototype. So, yeah. so, so let, me, let me ask you this, Cody. These The way KBF did things this year, and I want to get to a question about KBF in general here mm-hmm. in a little bit, but, you know, when you fish two-day tournaments, you got to manage your fish a little bit. Yeah. Right, but these are separate tournaments. So really, do, you, do you still manage your fish, or do you just go all out for each day? How's that work for you? Man, it's kind of unique because there's, I mean, there's some other sides to it. Like for one, like no, I mean, I don't really manage them. No, I mean, I feel like you just have to try to win the one day tournament. But on the other yeah. side of that is, it's like you know, you have five, six, seven people launching with you. However, you know, however many it is at most tournaments, and it's like you know, a lot of times, like you know, you you beat everyone out of a ramp or something, you know, it's like, you know, you kind of get the willpower to go where you need or something on those like single one day tournaments. It's just like, it's just all a free for all the next day, you know? And it's like, that's kind of weird to deal with, I guess. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. That's how it should be, but it is like a unique challenge to kind of think about, I guess. But, um, 
I don't know. I mean, I, I really like him. And it's, I mean, one thing that was kind of interesting was like, I think they had 158 the first day and like 132 or something, anglers the second day. Right. But they actually had a total of like 197, 98 anglers. So it's, I don't know. I guess it did aid some guys that can only one day, which is kind of, you know, it's kind of neat. You don't really, I don't know. I guess I probably never thought about it from that standpoint. So, there, so in other words, there's a lot of guys on Sunday that were unique. Yeah, they, did, they did not fish they could Saturday. They only at all. fish on Sunday. Yeah. Like they okay. were working Saturday and could only make it on Sunday. So, like that, that does open it up. You did know, you to plan to yourself to just win day two? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm not going to lie. When I floated <laughs> on Friday, like when I, when I fished on Friday, I like I told Josh, I was like, man, I think we can do good tomorrow, but I think we're still gonna learn this more tomorrow. And like I think to a degree we did, you know. I mean it was like obviously you still had to catch the fish and you know, move through the areas you needed to, but I mean you also learned a lot. And like like I said, like I just reversed exactly what I did. Like what I did in the afternoons, what I did in the morning on Sunday. And it, you know, it was it was the key. Like I didn't realize I could cover water in the morning and get bites. So I really thought I had to slow down and it really wasn't the case. What did you, I mean, how, how many times did y'all fish that area? Was it, just was once. it like a, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, just once. Yeah. I mean, we just, and you said, this is and, where, this is where it's going to go down. Oh, I, mean, I didn't catch a bass here. anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't catch a bass yeah. anywhere right. else on Wednesday like or it. Thursday. So, I mean, it was, it, but I mean, granted, we caught him really good on Friday. So I knew we had something. I just, I really didn't yeah. know what it was, I guess. Yeah. Mm. And that, that, that was going to be my next question. Did Josh end up doing all right? I think Josh finished seventh or eighth on Sunday. But um, it was okay. kind of – you know how some of that stuff is. Like you can I – mean, there was just as many 14-inch fish as there was like good bass, you know. And it was like – it was really yeah. hard to really even get a limit of all like 15-inch fish, much less bigger than that. Um, and it was – I don't know. It was just different. I feel like you had almost targeted them a little differently. Like those bigger ones were – in the same place as those small ones were, it's just he almost had to stay there longer to you know to a degree. So he finished eighth on Sunday, had 84 and a half inches. Yeah. So were you, were you guys sharing water? Were you leapfrogging? How'd, how'd you manage that? You know, not like not really. The first day we kind of drifted through a little more um, together, but that second day. I kind of like, I, I caught him really good at like the mouth of one, you know, one little creek that was coming in. And um, like, I think Josh got to like stay there pretty much the most, of the, like the second day and got a lot of his fish there. And um, I caught like a 20 and 18 and a half on like back to back cast and then floated down like a hundred yards and caught that 25 and then pedaled back up to get a picture. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think he was like super, super happy at that point. <laughs> So y'all did a float, correct? <laughs> yeah, we well we yeah we did. We floated like four and a half miles or something. So something like Sean that. Sean asked a question. He said it's important in these tournaments to work with multiple people in pre-fishing. I don't think the point here is working with multiple multiple people in pre-fishing. But if you're doing a river float, you generally want yeah. to have a vehicle at the yeah. put in and yeah. the take out or else you're trying to Uber or hitchhike and yeah. that's not a position you want to be in when you're trying to yeah. get fish submitted at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh, and Josh did, he did hitchhike on the last day. He, uh, he made it back around <laughs> five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's happened, man. I've had to call people to come pick me up at the ramp. Like there were so many bank fishermen. I, I think he just grabbed the bank fishermen and they just took him to the other side. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it worked out, it worked out good. <laughs> That's legit. That's funny. Yep. That's funny, man. That well, like y'all um, had a really good tournament. That's a good, good stretch you picked. Yeah, it was fun. It was definitely a fun day for sure. Well, that, we're going to get Dusty on here in a minute and then talk to him about his harrowing experience. But I wanted to ask you real quick, and I, and I guess Dusty, when we Gosh. get him on, we can ask him the same thing. Yeah. What about so, – I know early in the year, but KBF, you know, has grown over the years. You know, it's no secret Ryan and, I, Ryan and I have been outspoken critics of the organization. We always support you guys in the anglers fishing. Uh, but they seem to have revamped, regrouped, kind of maybe done more with less. What What do you think of what they did this year to have such success out of the gate with attendance down at Timitational and at this event and going forward? Is it locations? Is it schedule? Is it all the above? What do you think? Um, I mean, yeah, I think y'all kind of touched on it earlier. I mean, you know, I know, you know, Chad's always said, you know, if, if I only ran eight or nine tournaments a year, you know, I could run them all, you know, similar to a national championship or similar to like really big tournaments. And like, 
Dude, so far they like that's how they've been. Like, like that tournament, like, dude, you could order anything on the menu you wanted, and they would just show up, and it was free. And it was like, you know, like the Kissimmee events were the same. And I mean, I guess apparently, you know, most of the, I guess most of all the, you know, coming tournaments are going to be the same way. Like, be at these really big outdoor restaurant venues, and um, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, I mean that, I and mean, it's a good schedule. But I mean, as much as anything, I think it's like you kind of seen all three of the series kind of equalize out to having that seven to nine tournament thing. And like, that's like, that's CMO now. Like it's all, it's almost already to the point where you can't do it all. So like pushing over what someone else is doing, you know, doesn't really help. And I think them dialing it back made a, you know, tremendous amount, you know, a difference. Um, I mean, in my opinion, um, you know, I mean, I've always fished everything and kind of, you know, I'll fish whatever's close or whatever's far away. It doesn't really matter. Um, but no, I mean, it seems, and you know, it is early in the year. Like, you know, most of the time, all these early tournaments, you know, everybody's, everybody wants to do it until it gets tough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, Cabin you know, they're, fever. Always, you yeah, they're run always out. big out the gate and then it kind of dwindles as things go on. But, um, and I'm not saying that'll happen. I just, you know, it's, I mean, it definitely seems as as a whole with the Hobies being more than they've ever been, you know, at Seminole and with the KBFs being more than they've ever been. Like, I mean, you definitely think that's going to continue on to some degree anyways. Yeah, and I think uh, Fork, yeah. BASS Fork's sitting there with over nearly 200. 200. Yeah. Is it over I, 200 now? I heard that it was at 190 and still processing 20 or 30 more. So it should be, you know, 230. I think which is, everybody's kind of – they're kind of settling in to – to you know their their place in the market i think you yeah. know i think bass bass has the potential just because of their name alone bass has the potential yeah. to be to be the the top tier if if they will develop it i'm not taking anything away from hobie bass yeah. will have to develop their program but they just name recognition they have they have the ability to be the top tier hobie definitely has the ability to be elite because in my opinion they've set the standard thus far as far as quality of big events goes. And then I think KBF kind of pulled back, said, all right, Bass, Hobie, y'all have the big money events. We're going to settle into this middle ground between grassroots and and the $260 entry events. And, I, I mean, I think everybody's yeah. kind of equaling out, which there's more than enough room in the market, you know, yep. for, for everybody to be successful. But I think I think that's what we're witnessing right now, and I, I like it. I like seeing it happen. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Cody, we'll help you stick around. We're going to bring Dusty here in just a second and and, and talk to him. Uh, yeah. If anyone read, I don't know if anyone read Dusty's stuff on Facebook or knows what happened, but it was quite a story. We can we can all learn from it. So uh, let me see if I can get him in here, and we'll we'll talk to him about that. It took me twenty minutes, but I did read the story that he typed. I had to get he, out the thesaurus he, and check. It he's a sure heck of a good. writer, though. He's a heck of a writer. <laughs> yeah. Boy, he's got some words. He's got yeah. some words. I, I would I would say he's kayak fishing's greatest wordsmith. Yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah. All right, all right. Here we go. Let's see him or Chase Tanner's Azure Azure uh, Redfish Tales. Dusty, oh. what is up? What's up? Man? What's up, guys? How are you, man? All right. How you doing? Well, you know, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I can't lie. It's been an emotional day because I think that uh, after the incident, I think what I found out is that I, I was basically running on adrenaline, maybe shot, maybe <laughs> adrenaline. Because, man, halfway home, I just I hit a I hit a brick wall of you know just a brick wall physically. Like I realized there was millions of little cuts all over my hand. My shoulders are all sore, my and my legs. You know, just the tournament grind in itself is a sore thing, but you know, the incident was was kind of required a lot of a lot of physicality, and uh, you know, it just doesn't hit you for a couple of days. It's all weird, and uh, yeah, today has kind of been a whirlwind of emotions and and kind of uh, recuperating physically. I got you. Well, well, take us back through it, man. Uh, you know, what led up to that, and what exactly happened? Well, you know what? Um, I'm on a river. Uh, Cody and I were fishing similar water, doing real similar things, uh, and I felt you know he basically. I, I felt the same way he did. I felt really good about that spot and what was going on. And, you know, it's a river. It's got moving water. It was moving pretty good. High twos, low threes, mile per hour. Um, you know, that could be dangerous. I'm, I'm not new to rivers. I've been fishing rivers for quite some time. I respect them. I know how dangerous they are. I know that you have to keep your head on a swivel. I know spots to avoid, spots to slow down to. You know, with the Hobie, I'm very familiar with it and, and, it, and, it's, and its maneuverability. But it was just a freak thing. What had happened was um, coming around the bend uh, of, of the river, um, 
it starts, you know, around the bend of a river, the current will pick ba pick back up and get real fast at a certain spot. And there was a big giant laydown. You know, they call it a strainer in a river. And my swim jig uh, that I was using got caught in the pedal drive. And it just took that. It just took one or two seconds of me looking down and trying to do this thing to get it out. And then seeing this thing and saying, okay, I still have time, but I didn't pop it in reverse. And instead I tried to go around and that was just not a smart move because with the current, I mean, first off, you know, they don't turn on a dime. I didn't have my 360. I had the PA 12. If I had my 360, it might be a different story because that's a much more versatile and, and maneuverable rig in any scenario. Uh, but I didn't pop it in reverse. And instead I hit the strainer dead on, went parallel over in a second. Uh, I, I, I was in the water before I knew it. And I didn't come up the way I thought I would or the way that you normally experience water when you're swimming or diving in. The life vest brought, brought me back up, and it brought me back up right in the laydown. And um, I couldn't move. Like, I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't do this, or I, I couldn't really kick my legs because there was branches all around me. And what had happened is the, my hoodie was caught on something. So I'm, I'm like this, and the water's here, and I have my eyes and my mouth out of the water, and it's just pouring over me, and I'm, I'm trying to get up like this and like, you know, just so that I could like see what's going on and stuff, but I really couldn't. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those, I mean, sorry, man. No, that's all right. Get yourself uh, together, man. <laughs> so I'm sorry, man. No, that's all right. Yeah, that, that just reading it was emotional yeah, for a lot yeah. of people. So yeah, uh, you know, it was real bad for a second. I, I pretty much made my peace with uh, with uh, you know the world and you know with what I had done. And you know, I, I joke around sometimes with people who you know who, with my family and stuff like that. I say, you know, if I'm going to die, if I'm going to go, I'd be a great way to go doing what I love to do. And I mean, there's some truth to that, but you know, you get to that point where you face that reality, and you know, you don't want that. And um, I don't really remember how long this was all taking place, man. I remember what I was thinking and I remember how I was feeling for sure. But uh, I, 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 I took this hand and reached it back behind me. And it's just crazy. It's like I'm trying to do it now. Like I'm trying to do it now and I'm hitting my back. I swear to God, it felt like I was four feet behind. It was like, it was like <laughs> I broke my arm. Like I pulled it out of the socket and grabbed this branch and I snapped it. And it must have been the one because then I spun around like this and bobbed back up. Like this, and I was like, "Oh, dude, there's my arms." So I grabbed the laydown, and I and I and I and I hunched it over like my stomach, and I and I I went over it, and I tried to swim to the bank, but my clothes were, you know, I've, I've read these stories before, uh, and and there's a lot of similarities. You're in the water before you know it, even though you're a great swimmer and you you might be in shape. Those wet clothes, especially the ones you're, you're wearing in cooler weather, I had the NRS boundary boots on. Those are light boots, but even those, they fill with water and they're so heavy. And I had my, my rain gear on and my bib. So just even swimming to shore after all of that earlier was really tough. Um, but I eventually got there and uh, I found a spot where I could get up. And I had my phone I had my phone in a waterproof case in my PFD. My life jacket was the only thing that like got me up probably before I got sucked under the lay down. And it, and it kept me up. I don't know if the snag on my hoodie was a bad thing or a good thing. The snag on my hoodie might have kept me from getting sucked under. But I had... I've been wearing my PFD and when it started drizzling, I put my raincoat over it. I don't, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I don't know if it's, if it's, you know, measurable difference, if that's things visible or under, if it, I, I'm not quite sure, but you know, my chest was puffing up and it was like the only thing keeping me above that water for a while. And it really assisted when I, when I tried to get to the bank too. So I had the phone on me and uh, that was a great thing. And I, I made some calls. The, the funniest thing in the world was that apparently I, I text emergency to, to Cody. And then when I was <laughs> When I was talking to Christine later, she's like, when you spelled emergency wrong. <laughs> oh, that's what I thought it was even worse. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Um, and then I made, I made the right, I made some necessary phone calls. I called 911 and uh, I, I had some pretty good service on the river. So I was able to open maps and it turned out I was just under two miles from the bridge. So it was just a matter of uh, trying to get there as soon as possible, just walking along the bank um, to get to that bridge. And when you know when you know you're on land and you know you're not going to die and you're just kind of cold and shivering but you know this stuff's right there then then some reality starts to hit in and i had just dumped my kayak and uh all my gear i, I lost you know eight nine thousand dollars in in combos and all my premium oh. 
um, just just gone. And uh, it, you know, that's super painful because those are the only material possessions I like really, really like care about. I, I got a cool keyboard and a piano downstairs. Those are kind of sentimental to me, but I'm not I'm not a possessiony kind of guy. But that stuff's really important, and it was it was painstakingly collected over the last two or three years as I really got into the sport. Lots of money, and uh, you know, I feel really bad about carrying that much gear. It's something I kind of want to talk about, uh, not too long, because I have kind of have people to thank here. But uh, one of the mistakes that uh, I did was I carry too much gear. I carry too much gear. I think in general it was one of the things I was trying to slim down this this past year because I, I believe that less is more. Um, so I had too much stuff. There was there was four or five combos in there. I probably knew I would never use at the launch ramp. So why those are in my boat on a moving river is just not a smart thing. And that crowded is a, is a reason why that jig probably got stuck in my pedals because there was just too much going on in my decks and you can't do that fast moving river. Two, two or three, maybe four rods of the stuff you know, maybe maybe interchangeable universal rods that you know you can change a few things on and maybe that's a little smart. Never have your rods in the back standing up to in that river. You'll just rip them out or destroy them. So make sure they're, they're you know, in the gunnels or, or, or uh, you know, horizontal. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a nasty experience. Um, you know, it was an accident. I mean, it it could be avoided. There are lessons to learn here. Uh, I think one of them is that you know, I, I no pun intended, but I kill myself during practice sometimes, and I even learn to draw back a little bit. But I, I was thirty minutes from getting picked up, and I had gone through the productive stretches, and I was greedily and selfishly you know, just grinding away to try that little micro spot or somewhere I might be able to get a fish close to, the, close to the launch or the pickup spot, you know, just in case I needed that fifth kicker. And being so aggressive like that during practice, um, you know, I mean, I mean, in hindsight, maybe I could have just been a little little less aggressive knowing that I was on a good thing and just prepping, prepping for Saturday. I felt like Cody, I caught 30 fish. Um, I was chunking a spinnerbait, double willow leaf spinnerbait. I was between a half ounce and three quarter ounce, slow it letting it hit all that stuff in the river and they were just slamming it. And I felt really good because also uh, I had no, I had, I had, I caught three dinks in practice. Uh, they were random. They came off the docks and I didn't feel good about it. So um, <laughs> it just sucks that that accident sort of derailed me. Yeah. Um, but, 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 but getting, getting away from this, um, there, there's some real heroic stuff that I, I'd like to talk about unless you guys have some specific questions that you'd like to ask me. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to ask about your, your yeah, PFD real on, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, you didn't have a, you didn't have an inflatable on. You had a foam PFD. Do you Correct. think that? Do you think that made a, a difference? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. It's it, any, anything I might say is speculation and conjecture. Right. I mean, I can't. I don't know what it would have been like to go on with those inflatable ones. Now, what I do know is that I, I don't trust those. I, right. I don't. I don't have any experience with those. Um, I, I've heard some horror stories about them. I mean, admittedly, I'm not the best guy with like, maintenance. That thing will sit in my basement for two years, and I'll just grab it and throw it on. And that's just that's a recipe for. I, I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be wearing those the foam kind for for I think for life definitely. Yeah, with all the pockets in your phone, it just made me think. You know, would you be able to have all that stuff on you? I don't know. Unbelievable story. Well, I, I, it was it was pure fate. So I get so lazy sometimes. I put my phone right under the uh, right under the, the vantage seat in the Hobie and. Right. Uh, you know, on a towel, or even in even in the, the the well of my Garmin cover, I'll flip that up and then just put like my phone and some you know little little things in there. And you know, on a river, you know, you get away with that on a lake on a lazy day, or even in some tournaments. But on a river, I think your your boat needs to be streamlined and a little more organized. Um, I mean, your life not might not be threatened in, in most flips, but lose your gear is just you know crazy. That's just something that's awful it's an, it's an awful feeling <laughs> yeah yeah unbelievable man well continue on didn't mean to interrupt your flow no no that's, that's okay um but yeah. i think what, what the real important thing other than safety pfds um had some sense of awareness of hypothermia and river conditions maybe good to mention the 120 rule uh, on the show here um when 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 water temperatures and air temperatures don't combine up to 120 that's a recipe for hypothermia potential hypothermia so um might even be able to talk about dry suits a little, but I, I I don't think that topic's controversial. But I mean, that's the one thing that will save your life in frigid temperatures. This was forty-seven degree water, forty-eight degree water. That that's certainly enough to kill you. I don't. I mean, I don't know about you guys. What would you guess? Maybe one, two, or three people had dry suits in, in the tournament. Yeah, maybe. No, I mean, maybe. That, so that's something that I talked about after Watts Bar because 
you know, Watts Bar, we launched Sunday, and and my kayak floor was solid ice. I went to yeah. stand up, and it was solid ice. And I was by yeah. myself on the river, and I fell back into my seat, and I was like, you're an idiot. Like, you're not prepared for this situation at all. Right. Like, right. I had my phone in my bibs. You know, like I don't have a dry suit on. I'm two miles from the launch. I mean, that could have went bad really quickly. And you think dry suits are overkill for this kind of stuff. But in these situations, it's not overkill. It's the difference between, you know, you being able to make it to the bank and, and stay alive or not. So it is, I really it, it think is the wintertime tournaments, that's huge. It is the absolute difference. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm, I'd be a hypocrite if I said you need to go buy one and do these things. I've never bought one. Um, and, I, and, and a lot of people that I know have never bought one. And even though we do take safety into consideration and we've been doing this for such a long time, there still admittedly is the little aura and feeling of invincibility. Like, that's just not going to happen to me. There's a little bit of that. I don't care who yeah. you are. There's a shred of that in your head. And um, this, this, this lesson for me now, now takes that, you know, away. And uh, I think that there will be some, you know, permanent changes to my approach, especially on moving water. But that's my favorite thing. I mean, rivers and, and finding and finding the, the fish and moving and tossing spinnerbaits and stuff. That's like my, one of my favorite things to do. So, uh, I mean, I can't imagine quitting. So, so anyways, um, all, all that was said, the, the, the uh, Saluda rescue team were wonderful and professional. And I got there. My wife was there. Everything was great. Cody was actually there. Um, and I was able to, you know, take a warm shower, get to everything was great. Um, Christine made a phone call. Uh, Christine Fisher uh, made a phone call and got and started to get the word out. Um, Vinny Ferrari from Queen City uh, also facilitated a lot of help in this and made and made several phone calls on my behalf and and um, got got the ball rolling with a gentleman by the name of uh, Chad Booth and Chad Walden. Um, Chad Booth uh, said, "Go ahead, take my pontoon." He told his friend, his other friend, Chad, grab the keys. He told him where it was. And um, it's kind of funny, a little funny. I'll tell you a little, a little bit later. But uh, I was able to meet Chad. Contacted me, told me the story. Uh, Joey Randall was another person who made a ton of phone calls on my behalf. And uh, anyways, Chad Booth said to his other friend, Chad, "Go ahead and take my pontoon." So I met up with Chad Walden, and we met up at the campground. And he had keys to the pontoon, but didn't know what pontoon it was. So here we are, and all the pontoons—he's <laughs> <laughs> you know, probably gonna get shot. And uh, fi finally, one of them cranks up, and he calls his friend. He's like, he's like, all right, thanks, we got it. He's like, yeah, we. <laughs> I haven't started that motor since October, man. I'm glad it cranked up. So, anyways, um, we, this is this is Saturday morning, the day of the tournament, and um, we get on the pontoon. We get there, and you know, a pontoon on the river, and the river current's not 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 the best thing to be, you know, for, for precision. <laughs> so we get up, we get up two three miles, and then we see it. It's just it's 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 rear end is sticking out. There's a log here. Every Submerge and the rear end is sticking out with it with the hand my, my flag my safety flag like there it is and he we had a big rope and a, and a big clamp so we clamped the end and we went in reverse and we, we pulled the kayak out and it popped up full of water I mean to sink a Hobie I mean I don't even know what you have to do those things those things are remarkable um, and, and it popped up and it, you know it was full of water but it was like half in so by a miracle of God there was a small cut right there and he was able to reverse in the current, and we were able to get that kayak flipped over to drain some of the water and eventually turn it upright to drain it all out. One of the craziest things was that when we flipped it over, the Garmin unit was still running. <laughs> and the Dakota lithium box in the front hatch was still lit up, flashlights powering the, the Garmin. I, I, I wish I had... My, my, my GoPro running, man. that's a great promotion for those companies. That's a commercial that's right awesome. there. It totally there is. Go, there you go, Craig Storms. Go ahead and run with that. Totally. Yeah. But, but, but it doesn't end there, man. Um, I mean, this guy, Chad Walden, I mean, he was so, like, he was, I mean, just a wonderful, wonderful human being. It was just, he was calling me, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. To my, to like like I was some cop that arrested him. He's some adolescent, you know, kid. <laughs> he probably he knows your vocabulary. He was very intimidated. <laughs> no, no, man. No, yeah. Um, but but anyways, uh, he's just such a remarkable guy. So after all this, what does he do? He lends me his outback. He gives me three rods and a Plano edge box with with like a spinner spinner, some biz baits, a couple of batter baits. 
I said, whatever you got, but if you got some spinner baits, that's that's what I know. I'll just throw all day. <laughs> so he gave it to me. He's like, go get him. It was like 9:45. So I I got I, we, I put it on my on my uh, on my bed and we, I I said Maria, let's just race up to the launch. I got to the launch. Launch was about 10 o'clock and I just made the run and I tried to go to all the spots. I know I, I know I know that Cody hit them all. And <laughs> them all, but they were still there. And in the spot that Cody knows I'm talking about, on three casts, I lost a maybe a three pounder and a six pounder. Otherwise, I would have had a much better day, but I was still able to limit and um, and cash a check, which uh, you know made me feel pretty good. But I, heck yeah, I think I was in shock or you know running on adrenaline because. I, do do you think Chad's rods rods were bad, or do you think his hooks were all? Which one <laughs> made you lose the fish? Um, I don't Chad, know. Chad, Chad's not watching. You tell the truth. Well, one of the one of one of the one of the fish hit a a, a me, the mega bass swim the Uozi, and the other one uh, crushed the spinner. They crushed it, and I had him on for a while. The three the three got off right right at the surface where I could see him, but the six was on for. Quite a Chad had a had an eight, but seemed like an eighty pound net on the bow, and I, I'm just like, how does he deal? And it was real shallow too, like it'll officially just flop out. But beggars can't be choosers. I got, I got the net up, and that thing just spit it. Oh wait a minute! Chad, Chad is watching. Chad's in the comments. <laughs> Chad gave you an extra heavy, extra heavy, slow ride on that spinner bait. He said, I got you're, you're, you, a, you're a wonderful human being, Chad." No, he, he is, around, man. And uh, and um, uh, he no, he, he, he it was great. It was great. He gave me three rods. They were rigged up perfect for what I needed to do, and uh, I was taking my time with the snags because you get snag all the time in the river. So I was just I didn't I didn't want to pull and snap. Cause I really had only, I only had one double willow leaf spinner <laughs> things I needed to do. I had one pack of a uh, Gary Yamamoto. Uh, he had a pack of Gary Yamamoto yellow paddle, uh, white paddle tails. And, and, and I was using a cut. Uh, I think the key was, a, uh, my, my trailer. Um, I was using a Terminator, uh, half ounce, uh, golden and, and silver willow leaf with a Kitek, uh, three, three fat impact. And sometimes they'd rip that trailer off, and I'd get lazy, and I'd take the trailer off, and I would throw it without the trailer to see if they'd still hit it. But nothing hit it without that trailer. Little paddle tail was key, bouncing along the bottom of the rocks there. Um, but uh, yeah, it was um, it was it was an it was an insane experience, and uh, you know, one that I, I really don't want to relive. But I also think one that's going to probably change me permanently for the better. You know, just not only maybe as a fisherman and an angler, sure. but a perspective in life in general, and just even more so trying to embrace the day and and to live life to its fullest. What an unbelievable story, it, it man. It should change a lot of people, I think, especially people that fish in, in cold water conditions. I mean, this yeah. that's a huge – you always, like you said, you always think it can't happen to you, but in reality, it can happen to anyone at any exactly. time, especially in current. Especially in current, exactly. So, um, I mean, just, just wear it. I mean, it's a PFD. Uh, it's, I mean, just – you know, just just wear it. I, I don't know catchy slogans or what I might be able to say to, to get you to do it. It's just something that you're going to have to do, get in the habit of, and, you know, try not to forget. It, 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 it will definitely make a difference and get you back to the people that you love. And, love you. and that goes for Lake, River, or wherever you're I'm at. glad you're still here with us, man. Yeah, absolutely, brother. I, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, there's, there's lots more things to create and do in this space, and, and, and we can do it together, man. We're, we're, we're all of us brothers. Yeah. Unbelievable. We're wrapped, we wanted in, have you. we're wrapped in a creamy blanket, Dusty. You and I are wrapped in a, a creamy blanket of fishing. A creamy blanket of a billion stars, it was. <laughs> I, I want to go back to something you wrote. I want to go back to something else you wrote it in your description of what happened. But uh, you said, I think in your... Hold on, in your, I got my blanket over here. Let me put my blanket away. All right, what's up? It, it, when you it, it, and you're right up there, and seriously, I know you're. We we, we kind of laughed about your your uh, use of words on on yeah, it's social okay. media. It's it's ridiculous. I sound I sound like um I'm like some 19th century you know uh, you know machinist or something writing to his no, mom. No, it's, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. It's it's yeah. it, it makes the internet better. But 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 any write up any write up of what happened, you, you know, some of the stuff about looking up and a and I think a crane looked you in the eye. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I mean, seriously, was things slow down that much? That, that thing <laughs> stared at me in the eye, right in the eye. Like, he's like, he's like, he's like, I, I can't help you. 
<laughs> like looked at me. So there's a real connection there. <laughs> Something happened. Possibly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. I just, I just had to know. I had to know it was, like, it was real. Oh, he was no. at him like dinners. What he was thinking. He's like, I'm not. I know. He's like, that he's gonna sit there and decade. I'm gonna pick his eyeballs out, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is taking this is taking a terrible turn. I know. Sorry, man. <laughs> Ryan started oh, it. Goodness. Yeah, yeah. Ryan started. Uh, thanks, thanks for the laugh, though. I need, I need, I need the laugh, man. Don't worry. I definitely yeah, need no. the laugh. Need the laugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, unreal, man. I mean. What, Cody, you were there. What was the vibe around the around the river and around you know the chatter of what happened over there? I mean, just I mean, mainly because like we didn't know much other than you know a misspelled emergency text and like a couple calls for a second. So I mean, for a second there, like yeah, I thought it was like you know like really really bad. I mean, it was obviously bad, but you know, I mean, once we kind of got a hold of him and realized that he was on dry land and okay, yeah. I think it felt a little more comfortable. But no, pulling up and like waiting for the cops, like to watch Dusty cross the last creek, was pretty crazy. <laughs> There's like just three, four cops like watching Dusty try to cross a creek. <laughs> so you had to like swim yeah. the creek, Dusty. Yeah. Is that how that yeah. went? In order to get rescued, I had to go back in the damn creek and five feet. <laughs> they wouldn't. It. They wouldn't do anything. They were watching him from far above. <laughs> hey man, hey, we're gonna come get you, but can you get past this other creek yeah. real quick? They didn't even walk down to the creek until I did. Oh my god! So I, was, I was hoping there was like from the road. It wasn't like an airlift or anything <laughs> coming in to get you. Not in <laughs> South Carolina. Once I once I knew I was safe, I didn't want to do anything to like make to to give them to give me a bill for like emergency service. <laughs> I, 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 I denied everything. I just denied you everything. You called him back like, like, I'm good. My friends are here now. You can, you can go on. I got a video. Of, I got a video of the game warden coming to me. He's like, are you sure you're all right? I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, my boat's gone and my gear's gone, but I'm good, man. I, I, I don't need anything. I feel all right. I'm not injured. I don't, I'm good. Because as soon as I sit in that ambulance, 500 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yep, for sure. That's oh, hilarious. my goodness. But you, did you cash a check? Did you cash oh, yeah. a check in this tournament? Yep. All right, then. Yep. You're good. You're winning. You're winning. I'm winning. Right? Look at that. I'm winning. Ah, <laughs> oh, the comments are getting out of hand, too. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Yeah. So uh, I just want to make sure. I, I want to make sure it'd be a good one. Yeah. I wanted to make sure I thanked everybody. I think I did. Uh, Vinny Ferrari, Joey Rando, Christine Fisher, Chad Booth, Chad Walden. The whole community, you know, everybody, everybody that's reached out and 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 messaged me uh, personally and publicly on the posts. I hope I, I really hope some goods comes this, and uh, and I think it has. Yeah, for sure, man. I, we can all learn from from instant. We're just glad we're learning with you on here, oh, you on the show with us, talking about it. Yeah. Uh, I think know, the last thing, the last thing our sport needs is, a, yeah, you know, more tragedy. That. Yeah, yeah more tragedy, that. right? Yeah, we um, don't need that. Exactly. Yep, we don't need that. And the, you know, the KBN group page wouldn't be wouldn't be good without you balancing out the bad grammar over there. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I I don't know if we want to get on that topic, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh my god, there's so much potential for the KBN platform, and sometimes I feel it's accosted by like. Nah, we're good. Weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we're good, weird bro. Stuff. It, it, definitely. Definitely weird stuff. There's also a place for that, man. Satire and, 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 and stuff like that. It's, 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 it's necessary too, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're just glad you're part of it. And we're glad we're Absolutely. glad you're around, man. Glad Absolutely. Unreal stuff. Anybody out in the comments, uh, if they got any questions for Cody about the tournament or Dusty about the tournament or Dusty about his experience, experience, you know, throw them in the comments. Uh, and, and Dusty, we're sitting there calling you Dusty Yacker. You want to break down your actual real – is it a.k.a. Dustin or a.k.a. Dusty? No, no, no. My, my, my real name is Dustin Merguia. Yeah, that's uh, right. Dusty Yacker came about because um, I just wanted to make a quick Facebook profile real quick so my students wouldn't find me. <laughs> and I, I, I was in a hurry because that, that, that's a whole nother story, man. That's even wild. If you if you got kids, take your phone away from them and your laptop away. It is rotten to the core, bro. Um, but uh, I was racing to make that profile because that was like the week that I met somebody at a ramp at a at a ramp at a little forest preserve here that told me all about this. 
that there are actually kayak tournaments that actually use an app and all you need is a kayak and a board. You can just fit. I, I mean, I never even knew that existed and I was blown away by it. And that, that, that literally changed my life. I, 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 I looked up uh, KBF and the Illinois uh, Kayak League, the Illinois Kayak Bass League, and uh, the rest is history. Awesome. Nice. Uh, looks like we got a question for Cody. Maverick Blair, did you end up in dirty water? I guess he means you fish in dirty water, Cody. Uh, it was actually uh, most of it was all really, really clean, and then it kind of it kind of got to dirty water where I could get me a spinner bait a little better in the kind of the end of the day. Okay. And we got another question for the two of you, Patrick Carnes or Parker Carnes, asking what setup you're and pound test are y'all running for spinner baits? I guess Dusty's running whatever he could get from Chad. <laughs> I, th- I think I think he I think I had a, I don't even know the rod. It was a medium heavy rod. That's a medium heavy is what I throw it on. And it was, I think it was a lose reel, whatever. I think I think it might have had 15 or 17 pound line. It's close to my setup. Uh, I had a, a Shimano Corrado DC with 17 pound test on a Daiwa Tatula Elite medium heavy spinner bait rod. Um, I was using, which I was using 20 pound gamma, um, which if you have never used gamma fluorocarbon, I promise you it is the strongest fluorocarbon there is. Yes, it is. It is so strong. It's crazy. Like, it doesn't matter if it's seven pound line. Like that, like the, my last fish, I had a seven pound line just toted up out of a brush ball. Like no <laughs> abrasions, nothing. It's crazy. Um, but I was using 20 pound gamma, fortunately, in the seven four. Um, like the, it's like they're all purpose caching rod with a loose reel. Um, I don't even know what gear ratio it was because I was like barely turning the handle. <laughs> I don't think it would have yeah, mattered. I, I <laughs> yeah. had a low, a low gear ratio. It was the uh, yeah. one fifth, one Corrado one fifth. The, the, the gear ratio in the six, I think it was six to mm-hmm. six, three to one or something. Were you running that same pattern, Dusty, keeping it low, bumping it off stuff? That was the key. I, if, yeah. if I was reeling fast and that thing was, was a foot or two on the surface, no bites. So the key was um, something I, I really always do. I don't really fish spinner baits too much where I can see them. I mean, when that bite's on, that's cool. I think that's a mistake a lot of people make. They burn a spinnerbait because that's what they see other people doing, and they, and they fish it where they can see it. There's nothing wrong with that. When that bite's there, it's solid. I don't like to see my blades, I mean, what, no matter how clear the water is or not. So what I like to do is cast it out and rip it with my rod and get those blades, blades moving, like brr, get them moving, and let it let it drift down, let it sink down. With heavier spinnerbaits, this is, this, it's much more conducive. Yep. So you let it, let it sink yeah, down while those things are fluttering. Get, get it on the bottom and just slowly get that stuff fluttering, making contact with whatever's on the bottom. That's when they pop it. Nothing no other time else. Awesome stuff. How uh, much of your gear did you recover? The, I recovered the two rods I would have loved to have lost. <laughs> the two, well, what, the rod, one of the rods, my the St. Croix glass, that was a great, it's a, it's a 6.2 medium square bill rod. It's one of my uh, and I did recover my drop shot rod, but all my premium, you know, combos, they're gone. The the Mega Bass jerk, my two Mega Bass jerk bait boxes, thankfully, stayed in the H crate. Um, when I when we recovered the kayak on the front of the pontoon, he relaunched me, and I had no seat because I lost my vantage seat. So I have a kayak with no seat. Oh, and, wow. um, yeah. And uh, so I sat in the kayak holding the H rails, pedaling, to, to go to these little trees to see if, like, the little debris had all my tackle in it. I was able to find my square bill box, lipless box, and you know some floating Ziploc bags with like you know plastics, and I did recover some stuff, and it was great because I got the kayak, the drive, my Garmin, the battery, um, a couple rods, and some gear. So it wasn't a total loss. So you were in a pro angler, yes? I flipped in a pro in a PA twelve, yeah, and then, and then, and then he gave me the okay. outback to okay. make the to make the run again. Okay. I have a spare outback seat if anybody ever runs into the situation where they need that. But I also have – I've got a few reels. I've got a couple Abu reels and a Daiwa reel. If you will uh, send me your address, I'll, I'll get those to you and, and get you back running, man. Oh, brother, that's, that's such a generous offer, man. Uh, I'll, I'll message you some details. Um, catch, catch, uh, Duke and Catch have just – I mean, I can't even say enough about what they do for me. Uh, Duke and Ketch have really stepped up, and I think that um, they're 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 going to help me out with some of that. But 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 again, brother, that's such a generous offer, and I will message you about that. Um, yeah, no problem. Man. They're just sitting on the shelf. When the broadcast is on, are you going? Are you going to to uh, to Bo? I'm not going to Bro Bo. I will be at uh, I'd say Dardanelles, probably my next big one, and okay. then I'm going to try to finish out the the Hobie circuit after that. I hope. Okay. I knew Dardanelles was going to happen. I knew it in my soul, Ryan. 
Yeah, I really want to go to Bo. Man, and shut up, yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> I try to make it to Bo. We'll see what happens in the next twenty-four hours. You're gonna be a broken bow. Okay, that's that's one of the other questions is uh, for both of you guys. I guess what what y'all's next tournament? What are y'all looking forward to for the rest of the year from Todd Patrick? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm planning on I'm actually I'm waiting. I think Russ Russ Snyder's is like about to walk in the door and sleep for a few hours, and I think we're gonna head on to Broken Bow in the morning. So check some more out and kind of go from there. But I'm actually heading down to Fork after that too. So okay. yeah, good stuff. Well, I mean, for for me, you know, I have I have an open schedule, so I'm looking forward to that, and uh, I'm also looking forward to like seeing how my perspective changes. You know, because of this, I think that I'm gonna. Not, not so much importance on, 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 you know, the physical grind and the mental grind and sort of relax a little bit. And that might even be better for my fishing strategy. So, uh, you know, we'll, 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 we'll sort of see how these adjustments uh, unfold. Yeah, awesome. Hopefully see – I'll be at Broken Bow as well, so hopefully see you guys down there. Maybe we'll have a little – Absolutely. A little KBN gathering somewhere. For sure. Open. That'd be fun. Enjoy. Enjoy, boys. We'll miss you, Ryan. We'll see you at Darnello. Like I knew I always would. <laughs> yeah, man, don't remind me. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Any more questions? One more question on spinnerbaits, fellas. Uh, any preference, Willow versus Colorado Blades? Man, it's a uh, like blade combos is a really big deal with spinnerbaits. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. Man, it's a. I threw a lot of spinnerbaits and didn't catch a fish this week on a spinnerbait. Um, and yeah, for one, like yeah, I didn't catch a fish on a Colorado. Couldn't get a bite on it hardly. Um, but and I think that's like if, when you're fluttering a spinnerbait, you really need double willows. I mean, it gets down faster, you know, they flutter better. Um, I don't know. I mean, but yeah, at the same time, I mean, you know, at the you sometimes you can hold a spinnerbait better with a, like a little Colorado in front of that willow. So, I mean, it's you know, or if it's a little more stained, yep, that's that's what I like to throw. Yeah, like the, the, the willow, the, the Colorado willow combo, a little, little more, a little more vibration, a mm-hmm. little better, yep, dirty water, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I like double. I like double Colorados and that really muddy stuff, and 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 a, yeah. a big giant single Colorado thumper at night. Oh yeah, yeah. those are fun. Good absolutely, stuff. good stuff. What a great uh, night we've had, guys. Uh, great interview with Cody, and then unbelievable story from Dusty, man. Thanks for sharing that. I know that was tough for you to talk about. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is, and it probably still is. Um, but uh, you know, I mean. Bring it! You can't. You can't kill me. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Get rid of me, man! I don't know. Well, we'll see what's up, man. Maybe this means big things for Dusty Acker. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Resurrected. Let's see. Make an alias. Who knows? Let's see you, Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna make it happen. Broken bow. Broken bow would be the the cherry Broken. on top, right? There you go. Yeah. Race down there and try to try to try to do well and borrowed gear and a few lures. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Fun times. Uh, anything else from anybody out in the crowd? Let, let, let's get it before we get these guys out of here. We've been going about an hour, getting up against it. It's been an awesome night. A lot of fun comments and, and fun combos here. Hey, uh, real real quick, if I could. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's. Uh, maybe I should have thought about this before I said. It. I think it's Patrick the guys. Uh, he I, I I he he was kind enough to send me these identifiers. I just wanted to give a big shout, man. These things work really well. Is that, the, uh, is that the metal ones, the tin? Yeah, yeah. I think they're I think they're aluminum, and they they fit on the back of the catch ID holders, uh, these ones. And uh, it it it, it looked like a slick setup, and it was su- really super convenient to just fold it over and slide under the outback chair and, and pop it up. I didn't have to think about an identifier. And um, you know, I'm I, I was one of those guys that had it loose. I have it loose, you know, on my person, and when I caught a fish, I would pop it out and I put it, you know, somewhere in the picture. And you know, I mean, I was successful that way, but. Anything less to worry about on that yak or any nod towards efficiency is always a good thing. So, um, uh, uh, Patrick DeGuy is his name, and I, I, I've seen a lot of people uh, posting about these. It's a pretty cool product. Cool. Yeah. I hadn't uh, I hadn't actually heard a first-hand account of those things, even though I've seen them on social media. So, good to hear there. Queen oh, City's God. all up on them, man. Queen City's got that stuff rolling. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Ryan, you got anything else for us tonight, man, before we go? I'm good, bud. I'm good. I'm gonna get some dinner here in a minute. All right. All right. Well, I, I guess I'll see. Where are you at, Ryan? Where are you at? Knoxville, Tennessee, buddy. Okay. Awesome. You in a hotel room? Yes, sir. He's working, man. He's working, man. He's doing this he's in, the, working, in his off man. hours. Oh, he's got to get yeah. that lunch for you. 
That's right. Yeah, he's, he's, he's made enough in Knoxville. Now he's making his real job money up there. Cleaning house, man. Jeez. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. I'll be back. Awesome stuff. Well, yeah, awesome show tonight, y'all. Appreciate y'all taking the time and sharing the stories of the tournament win and your story, Dusty. Um, I guess we'll see you both at Broken Bow. I, I know uh, registration for that ends Wednesday night, so if you guys are on the fence, if you're watching, get out there. and If you're going to be there, hit me up and maybe do a little KBN gathering somewhere at one of the restaurants there in town. That'll be fun. Absolutely. And then I think Lake Fork did Lake Fork extend their entry till tonight, or was it last night? Yes, yeah, yesterday I think. Yesterday. Okay. Was, yeah, I think it was. They extended it till yesterday. So you know, tournament season is here, and they're yeah. you know they're falling one after the other real quick. So fun times ahead. But yeah, great night. Thanks everybody for watching. Uh, Going to get out of here. We'll see y'all next Monday, hopefully with uh, winter broken. Good boat. luck. Be safe. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. May have a great evening. Yes, sir. All right, guys. We're gone. Appreciate it. Y'all take care. See ya. See ya.